Michigan. Damn it. Can the Bears be bought? And who's got it better than us? Nobody! All on a prediction mailing, parfait tailing, Taco Tuesday Odyssey! Kevin Garnett. The show we have for you guys today, we got Gordon, Alex, executive producing. Alex came and sat in the studio yesterday. He should. Good. And he did a heck of a job. Gordon's up getting it all figured out here, building confidence in him. First, I tear him down. I love that about you. Then we build him back up, brick by brick, step little mortar. It just takes time. Takes time. Again, tomorrow's Wednesday. He's probably going to freak out when the Hooters girls get here. As right, usual. right. You know, I'm not just, in tomorrow, so. Uh, oh, oh, are you sure, Nate? Because I'd love to get a couple extra hours, you know? Just particularly for uh, about 10 to noon. <laughs> now, uh, are we again. still doing this Hooters thing? Oh, this thing is. Oh, oh, I don't know. I like how the Hooters girls are always like, um. You know, every year, and we've been doing this for years, Gordon, with these Hooters chicks. First time in years. And it's like, they're like, you know, can I just, like, get paid a lot of money and become a radio star and just keep coming? Yeah, right. So, right? Can you put a word in for me or, like, get me an application or something like that? And I'm like, uh... Well, they're like, how did you do this? Right. How did you it's do like it? It's like people are like, oh, I'm like, yeah, like, no, no big deal. I do sports talk radio. Oh, now I, the voice. Now I see it. Mm. I hear the voice. <laughs> and I'm like, well, of, of course, I went to a voice contest. We did our voices. It's Tommy Two-Tone. <laughs> Lover boy. boy. The Gin Blossoms and your cool concert headliner. KT Tunstall. All right. Right? And then, oh, this guy absolutely loved it. it. No, so it's like just kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> Let's, you know. We... Just like I just want to be Katie Wingy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, like Wingy's been and at that game for a while. You don't just wake up in the morning and one day you're Romy Bean. Romy's doing it. Oh, God. You know how long it took Rachel V. Hill to get to this point? Well, she's, she's a plant. <laughs> She's like Kevin Hart. <laughs> Sorry, cat. Uh, Rachel feels a plan. Oh, this wow. Cat Williams. Wow, that was he had Cat Williams. <laughs> you weren't he kidding. He was on one. <laughs> you weren't right? kidding. I Whoa. told you, interview of the year. Shannon Sharp gets all the great interviews, but that Cat Williams one was off the 
chibble. That's what they're saying these days. Off the chibble? That's right. We don't say off the chain. Let's call it off the chibble. Get out of here. That's right. Chibbles and bits? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so Uh, I'm sorry I believed in you, Washington, you idiots. (laughs) Good job giving up two 40-yard runs in the first two handoffs. You blew it! It was always Michigan. No, we had this one down, nailed, just we didn't see the pick six basically at the end there. God, that hurt so bad. I had under 13, I had under 13 and a half points fourth quarter. It was just right down in the flames because, you know, all the other things. Uh, but we on the show kind of gave you that one. We broke it down. We looked at Washington's roster. We knew, right, Alex, that Washington couldn't score more than 20 points no matter what happened. And, um, they probably could have scored more than 20. Michigan is absolutely battle-tested. Battle um, the Pac-12 was good this year, and it would have been a great story. A great story. Just walking off into the sunset. The Pac-12, you know, the the Conference of Champions. champions. Okay? Bill the Conference Walton. of Champions. <laughs> The Conference of Champions, for them to have walked, if they would have walked off and won a national championship and the conference that dissolves away, that would have really been something. That would have made for a great story, but the better story is a brand like Michigan, it was their time. It again. was their time. Okay? Every great program eventually comes back. It's just true. There's something about the tradition. There's something about being able to recreate. It could be decades later, like at CU. Oh! oh, oh, oh. oh. So, so you're saying CU's going to lose the national semifinal next year and then win the whole thing? The I'm after? saying, Jeff, I, I, you're a dreamer, kid, and I love that yeah. about you. You're a sweetheart. So does but that I, mean Washington wins next season? I'm about the raw numbers. Penix has got to complete more than 50%. You're a Penix. Listen. Jeez. There's been about 30 schools in the history of collegiate football who have won national championships. And 10 of those are Yale and Brown and Princeton back when Chuck Bednarik was playing both ways. So it's like that ain't even real football. Otto Graham's teams. So like in modern football, the last, you know, 70 years of since they took leather Helmets off and pull real ones on. Those catcher's mitts they were wearing. There's been about 25 schools-ish that have won national championships, period. Hey, end of story, brother. Brother. CU is one of those teams, listen. Mm. The macho man will never lead you astray. Snap into a Buffalo's game. So I just like, you know, the Buffs will eventually be back. The Packers kind of will find a way and... You know, Jordan Love, they do quarterbacks right. We were not supposed to be good this season. We weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. There we go. Playoffs? Who's we? Are you a Buffs fan when you say we? I'm a Packers fan. Uh Uh-oh. Jeff's a huge Vikings fan. This took a dramatic turn. (laughs) I didn't see that coming, but I hope you enjoy your last day there, (laughs) Whitefoot. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Garden hose him. Um, Lightfoot. That's funny. Okay, so shoot, man. The we Packer Mi- fans, dang, good job though. That was sweet. That got that got in. Michigan was it was destined. It was that was the best story. They deserve it. Um, listen, um, Maryland, uh, Iowa, Rutgers. Don't don't let your signs get stolen. You stupid idiots. 
How about that? How about we don't let our signs get stolen? There we go. Then you That's know, right? your cure for cheating? Quit still. God, <laughs> you guys, it's not fair. Quit being so good at stuff. I'm out of here. Do you think Big Ten fans were cheering for their conference or against their conference? For their, wait. Ooh, against, shoot, against, definitely. That's different. SEC is rooting against each other. Real conferences, Georgia don't want Bama to win. Oh, let's, let's, let's root for Bama on this one. No, they don't want that at Nobody all. Nobody wants Bama to win. This Pac-12, maybe. It's like, yeah, we used to coach together on the same staff for, um, under Chip Kelly. You know, now it's like we're at the different Arizonas, and it's cool we can meet here once a year, you know? Because that's what I was going to ask next. Was the Pac-12 cheering for the Pac-12 yes, to win? Yes, absolutely. Freaking lootly. Yeah, I can't think of any teams oh that were cheering. Oh, my God. You know, I bet you the Oregon jerk guy coach, all those coaches were hitting, you know, Washington coach up and saying, do this, send this one home. Let's get this thing done here. Badger fans what aren't going for Michigan. Hawkeye fans Hell aren't no. going for Michigan. That's real different kind of. It's 100 years of hate. That's. You just hit it right on the head. The tradition is so thick and rich. Oh, there's nothing but hatred. There's nothing but great storylines and hey, rivalries hey, 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 and hey, boots hey. and axes and stuff. Gotta go home and fill up Buck Nasty's mama's dish. <laughs> so uh, you guys did a little skiing like that. We did do some skiing yesterday. I missed Was you guys. Was it worth it at all? Yes, absolutely. Well, it was free really? lessons for Alice, and okay. then George and I uh, went and did some laps and stuff on the greens. But Where did you guys get your equipment? You rented there. Uh, Alice got a free rental, but then we rented at the Breeze rental right off Keystone. I-70. Oh. No, we just right at Keystone. It was a, it was a little bit more money. So you guys are didn't. rich. We're again swimming in it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Alice, I asked her just last night. I said, uh, did you have a good time? She said, I loved it. Skiing. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. Skiing is my second favorite sport now. Next to. I didn't even get into it. I just was like, whoa. Next to gymnastics. Because she said this morning it wasn't even on my list. Is she going to play volleyball because your wife's going to force her to? She loves volleyball. She loves gymnastics. Pretty pretty good at soccer. George is like, he's like me. He's slow and flat-footed. Alice is like graceful. Mm, she's like, like prancing out there. She's gliding. She's she's gliding on the soccer field. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. She's going to be the one that gets um, an athletic scholarship. That's cool. And then George is going to have to be like a grad assistant. George will walk on, you know, by the end. Like, they'll just like have to fill up some water year, bottles. Give him a scholarly and it'll be like a big deal on social media. That would be huge. Yeah. I'm going to need that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 303-831-1340. It's the hotline and the text line. Both at the, the same, same time. time. So you can utilize either one of those. Text us, and we'll read the text. We'll have Gordon read the text, or Alex. Gordon, you can read, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I always ask Packer fans that just to make sure. Wait, where did he go to high school again? Do you remember? Overland? Yes. Yeah, Overland. Good one, good one. Good hey. One. Bad boy. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, that's 50-50, I guess. That's Cherry Creek School District, guys. Kind of. Yeah, Cherry <laughs> Creek District. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's see. 98.1 FM, that's an option. 107.5 HD3 is another option. You can stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, got my yellow shirt on today. This is for everything Eddie at Everything Hot Tubs. He's a huge Michigan fan. Okay. He was at the game yesterday. He's been a member of the family here since the homegrown bro days. Mm-hmm. So we got to give a shout out to Everything Eddie at Everything Hot Great Tubs. Great dude. Oh, man. I'm happy. And you know what? It's not like Michigan's just, you know, across the board just been like, Reigning in championships, you know. So yeah, I, I those fi- those fans have been kind of hurting. I figured hurting it out yesterday. Certain. I nailed it. I mean, it's some of my best stuff here. Really? Listen, 
guys. No, I don't, <laughs> Eric. Um, Michigan, the problem with Michigan in the past is they got a little too Notre Dame-y. And then maybe at times they got a little too SEC guy stuff where, you know, you got to get guys kind of underhanded back in the day a little bit. Um, it's not really Michigan type of football. Michigan found the perfect blend of SEC talent guy with some Notre Dame determination and grit and heart and character and all that kind of stuff. Um, only at Michigan can you really do that. You're talking about they found Jim Harbaugh? Yes, but and only a Michigan man would know that as well. But that like it, it's I just that analogy is that's a that's a banger because that's the one I think it is because you can't Notre Dame's never going to win a national championship again with Notre Dame players ever. They're going to be what they are at certain points. Number seven in the you know country, but then they're going to you know take a lot an L somewhere. And if they do make it into a great bowl game or do uh, the college football playoff, they're going to get their asses waxed. Because they don't have enough just pure straight up talent guys, but the, you know they got the heart of you know they're you know they got the heart of a, a of a Air Force kid and you know the talent of a Big Ten kid. Okay, that's cool, but they ain't gonna win you know national championship against Nick Saban or against you know what George is doing right now. So only Jim Harbaugh and I like that you added to you know you're like man the soup I made this mushroom soup mm. thing the other day. Oh, like psychedelic mushrooms? Oh, no, not like that. Um, like a microdose or what? No, 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 no. Like it was oh, for the family. And I put some like potatoes in there. I would have put just, some, uh, some lion's mane up in there. And I put um, some real mushrooms in there. Nice. This is like a creamy mushroom. Makes sense. And then I put, uh, well, one other ingredient. It was, oh, some chicken. Like yeah. rotisserie chickens. I just grabbed this rotisserie chicken and started like putting chunks of it, okay? And it was like missing a little something. And I went up to my spices cabinet. That's what you did. You went into your spice Thank cabinet. You. And you put a little, shoot, put a little more pepper. Just, just cracked a little, little black pepper, on there. Little, and then maybe you did like, so we got this Italian You know what I did? I reached days. over here and I put a little tahini. When you weren't looking, I just went. I don't pop, know pop, what pop. that means, but that's cool. Low sodium, don't worry. Because I know you're. <laughs> that's hurtful. Uh, I'm big boned. Um, did Jim Harbaugh coach his last game? Yes. At Michigan? He's Absolutely. Gone? See you later, Alligator. Saban's won plenty and stayed. I mean, Dabo won one or two and stayed. No, he's out of there. The problem, the Did thing Dabble is, just won we one? can talk about on the other side, is that um, Dabo won two. And I'm thinking that... Um, he didn't go to the NFL we yet. We were one year... You know, life is about timing. And, you know, well, man, people say to me all the time, man, you're so lucky you didn't get to do sports talk radio with a swell guy like Jeff. How'd you get so lucky? Right. Well, luck is all comes down to the numbers. It's a formula. Luck is when preparation... preparation meets opportunity. opportunity and then you know what happens they have sex Fusion. they kiss or sex or whatever and then that's it's what it is and then babies are made that are lucky see gordon you're growing up so fast we right before our eyes we break you down we build you up and then we teach you how to make a little baby luck that's right not andrew luck though that didn't work out very well, well that was again no luck there. i think gordon is officially in is he in i think he's in there's last two things hazing process right and then um you know, we jump you in, which is two separate things. There's the hazing, and then there's the, you getting jumped in. But then once you're in, oh, man. there's no getting out. Blood you, brothers. You belong to me now. <laughs> All right, Danny Williams, Jeff Gersh, Gordon, and executive producer Alex Becker back on. The other, the other side. side. You guys stay with us, Gordon. It's Mally Sports. I'm into that. I love women exposed. She threw it back at me. I gave a move. Cash ain't a problem. I know where it goes. She had them.
the is this the catch, catch me outside girl? Oh, that's uh, Ronnie, Ricky, Bobby, and Mike. Mike. Yeah, new addition. Love these guys. Is this like the Jackson Five? They started when they were kids. New edition. This sh- who's this? New edition. This is new edition. Yes. This isn't like a remake. It's like the first. This is the original. Then it's like that's Mr. the original. Gordon, Tele- can you the- find Mister Telephone Man? That's like the next. Then it's like their balls drop in Mister Telephone Man, and then after that, the rest is history. No, that's not it. This is sick. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It. Sorry. This had oh, like an old feel. I thought Billy Ocean was about to come on or something. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Their balls drop here like half of them. And they're like, oh, oh Mr. Like, ABC, BBD. It's another bad creation. See, this sounds like some teenagers. The first one was like, they're like 13 and 12. Like George, JJ, Bo, right. and, and Liam. Three yeah. and three tournament this weekend. It was pretty fun. How was it? It was good. The boys did good. I, it was my birthday that day. so That's the non-coaching one? You just let yeah. the kids play? Yeah, I mean, you coached them last year like an idiot, like a buffoon. Well, I just was letting my guys. You Littleton coaches, you can't get over yourselves. The St. Mary's guys out there, you know. St. Mary's Littleton brought a big old fan base. They're making a bunch of noise back there, yelling at the refs and all that. Hey, it's hard to not coach, though, when you are their coach. Yeah. You just sit there and chew on your fingernails. Um, but the boys went 3-0 to start. and then they... not, I'm just like, you know, move your feet, stuff like that. Yeah. Is that coaching? Who you got? Um, I guess. I don't know. It's, close out. Close out. Little things like that's that. Coaching. That's coaching. Yeah, Shoot. that's coaching. Dads yell the same thing. I know. We're Dads held, do yell the same thing. We're held to a higher standard than the parents of the children. Isn't that interesting? I disagree with that concept. No, we are by the parents of the children. The children, you know, are we're trying to hold the children to the standard, and then the parents are holding us to the standard, and we're like, well, can we hold you to the standard? Sometimes that works. But, no, it uh, it was a fun it was a fun weekend. Uh, the boys almost made it to the final four, but they they ran into a St. Anne squad that had a little baller. There were some good boys balling in that gym. That St. Thomas Moore, we played there. Shoot. We ran there. And then, of course, I saw Murph. Murph's got that mustache. I love Murph. He's one of my favorite guys. I was like, Murph. Red-headed? Yeah, and that stash. They don't dude. make him like Murph anymore. Dude, like- uh, when you get a red-headed... Headed law Murph. dog? No, the law dog, too. The one that kind of bends over. It's and like is- the uh, wrestler Seamus. Man, I mean... Useful. Uh, it's funny. You see a bunch of dads from so Dad who Ball. who won that Catholic school? I, we kind of peeled out of there. We had to go on to the next thing. Damn. We didn't make it to that Final Four, though, but they won their first playoff game in overtime, so that was kind of cool. All right. Um, Gordon, as a Green Bay Packers fan, are you a believer? Are you all in on Jordan Love? All in. Is he the next great one? I mean, you could tell from the stats that he put up this this season. It's his first Will season as QB. He did. He went for four thousand yards. He did better. He's one than, of like ten guys who did that. He did better than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in their first season. Aaron Rodgers struggled big time his first year. Got beat up, won like six games, but then pretty quick they were um, Super Bowl winners. And then you know he for ten more years was chasing another one. Um, yeah, I just believe in that kind of stuff. 4,100 4, yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 INTs. That is all. He's he's it. 96.1 Bro, that is it. That's it. That was the right move. They he does the, the right same thing. kind of thing, too, that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre do. They, they do this, like, thrower. It looks like they're throwing, and then they don't throw it. It's like a side. And then they it's just like a go. shortstop. And bro. then they fling it. 
And I'm like, God, it's kind of like it. a they shortstop got... who like charging a ball to its right. Yeah. And they grab it and they just not. They're, they're sometimes not it's from they're the heel. Hard. Sometimes it's just meant to like throw the cornerback off just a split second. And then it's like uh, sometimes that, you know, that shortstop will even stop and settle himself because he grabs on a couple two hops, hard hops, then set himself and throw it. Well, and this was a big year for Lafleur too, um, being a Green Bay, you know, fan where you're kind of like, well, can you do it without Aaron Rodgers? There was a stat there, I think, where Lafleur, like in November and December, was like twelve and zero. Wait, did they make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, that's Wait. right. What? The, what? The Packers made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. God, yeah, they beat the Bears. I mean, that division stinks. Um, wow. Okay. Um, they beat Nick Mullins, quarterback for the Vikings. Yeah, Rockabye guy. <laughs> Rockabye. Um, so. Jordan Love? Or no, no, I'm sorry. No, um, no. Justin Tran- Fields. Yeah, transition to Justin Fields. Well, I wanted to talk. Yeah, what? because he was in that game. You know, he was playing against Jordan Love, wasn't he? Or, uh, Yeah, yeah after the Bears kind of had a little hot streak for themselves, won a few games in a row going into that game, had to have. Uh, Green Bay had to have it. The Bears were playing kind of house money, nothing to lose a little bit, which makes them dangerous as well, right? Do you- That's right. Ice man. I am dangerous. Do you think the Bears are having a type of season like the Lions did last season, going hot into the last game and then maybe building something for next season? Shoot, they got DJ Moore. They DJ got Moore, yep. Kermit, Kermit, Kermit. They don't got no talent. Kermit the tight end? Kermit? Kermit? Kermit the tight end here. They got a couple players. I mean, shoot. Uh, they traded for Chase Claypool, and that was a disaster. But if they go trade for Cortland Sutton, and then they go draft a little speedster, or if they trade for Jerry Judy and they kind of run it back, there's a report from just a dude. He could be their version of uh, any DNVR guy or an old fart, too. Like, I don't, the report, just a report that the Bears are trading off of the number one pick. Mm. And they're going to, you know, listen to that. Is that a smart move or is that a dumb move? I think it's a dumb move. I think Caleb Williams is pretty special. He's pretty good. I think he's pretty gent. I think. Again, rarely, we've said it a million times, when that guy is kind of projected to be kind of generational and has a couple years to really mature on it and take all the heat of being a star and the pressures, you know, the the reason I'm not running with this right now is because Trevor Lawrence was the last guy, and he's not kind of really, it's not a slam dunk, but you know what? They don't got an A.J. Brown there. Man, they they That running back, Edamine, you know. uh, Edamame. Edamame Beans. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's just maybe just a dude too. Um, their tight end game and all that. Um, their defense isn't what it's been before. Um, that's it. So I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the truth or if he's, you know, kind of made something out of nothing there for the last handful of years and we got caught up in it, but he was a big letdown this season. That was one of the biggest letdowns of the week and they, they win their in. Big freaking letdown for the Jaguars, right? And I mean, they were eight and three at one point at the number one seed, and then just lost every single game after that. Um, you know, we got the rest of the week to talk about it, and we got you know more like relevant stuff. I want to keep going where we're going here. To what would it take for the Broncos to get involved? But um, for Caleb Tampa Williams, Bay, he's not on the list of five teams. It's Tuesday, <laughs> real quick. It's Tuesday, right? It's Tampa Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. As of Tuesday, I have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Eagles this weekend. They play defense like really good. I had them beating the Eagles. Home game. Who have lost five of six games after a 10 and one start or in like a free fall. You know what, too? Tampa's got some legendary strip clubs. And uh, just like Vegas, you know, sometimes it's hard to go to those towns. 
and have a good day on the day after because you were out. Nothing wrong with going to a script club. I was just being rebellion. rebellion. (laughs) Mons Venus is just right there by the stadium. Venus? Space Odyssey. Venus, if you will, send a little girl for me to thrill. You know that one? Wow. Yeah, it's Frankie Avalon. Nobody does it better. Thank you. Um, w- ask me. Okay, I'm ready. What would it take for the Broncos to go from twelve to one? Hey, Danny, here's something I've really been thinking. Hey, what's about. up, Jeff? It's on my mind. Thanks what's up, for- man? Hey, what? What do you? Th- what do you think? I mean, people. I, you know, I know what I think, but what do you think it would take for the Broncos to get from what are they twelve down all the way to number one to get that Caleb Williams? Because that you know they they've traded picks in years past. Perfect promo setup, Jeff. Um, even though they don't really cut it for us, um, I think Eric's got three or four promos running on our commercial breaks for some reason during our show, let alone. Anyways, um, I think that I'll tell you on the other side of the break because I have a package that I think can get the Broncos all the way to number one. You teaser. Thank you. Oh, man, I love the Imagine Dragon. What? Say it again. The Imagine Dragons. Yeah. yeah! I said, is that right? Yeah! yeah! Dragons is like the most yeah. common name for Denver public schools now. The like, Dragons? Like, I drive by these little neighborhood elementary schools. Oh, man. Like the one in my neighborhood, the Denver Green School. Dragons. You know what's next, right? Tran- we're the Trans Dragons. <laughs> we're the Northfield Trans Dragons. We're the Littleton. And we use any bathroom. Littleton lady dudes. Come on. Get out of here. What are you doing here? <laughs> you can do that in China. <laughs> Turn up a little bit. Let me get this one. I don't know the words, but I'm going to do what we know here. Yes. Oh, yeah. These guys are good. They're pretty good. I think they get a bit of a nickelback rap. I think they. no one wants to take them serious. Like, the pop guys, they don't want to be pop guys, but no one could take them as, like, a serious rock dude, guys. What does that make them? That makes them like, like they should have been like Smash Mouth or from that era. Like Google, but they happen to be in this era. Google Dolls? They come from the wrong era, but their music's fun. When you have a little stringy guitar thing like this, everyone loves a stringy guitar thing. That's why Jeff plays the ukulele. Which is what? It's a stringy guitar thing, and okay. I can play this song on the ukulele. <laughs> See? On the, the other, other side. It's Sports. I was hustling from that call the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. To all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Check it, check it. It was all a dream. I, I used, used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Yeah. I let my tape pop till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private Sorry. stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember How'd you know? Man. Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. So, okay. We were talking about what would it take to get to from 12 to to 1. Do you know what I think? This is just weird psychological stuff of just kind of me being in. Nobody wants Jerry Judy. Can I just tell ha- you that? It has nothing to do with me being okay. in the. Um, and all you Jerry Judy fans this whole year. You gotta tell me you owe me an apology now. 
what what makes me unique in the draft game and why I served up the Broncos drafting Javante Williams on a silver fucking platter. My Kamara stuff is the stuff of legend. My Josh Allen stuff is the stuff of legend. Cello gives me a lot of credit for being the guy who predicted Steph Curry. Mm. I said that Steph is it. We've never seen one like him. This is different. He's changing the game. And no one believed it could be true. Those, Marco, Marco knows. Those are some of my credentials. <laughs> okay. Go on. So how do you get up there? From 12? Nobody wants Jerry Judy. You can get to one. From 15 or 16? You can't get to one. You're thinking, Danny, yo, dude, it's Milos. What are you talking about? It's just four spots. No. 12 is essentially a lottery pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what the the Niners did was go from like 12 to 6 to 3 to get Trey Lance. Took their time, maneuvered, and it wasn't necessarily for Trey Lance. It was either for the idea of Trey Lance or because they thought they had four guys that were going to be generational, and if they're in the three, at three, they can get one of those guys for sure, and maybe, just maybe, they get the guy they really want. That's the game you play. You with me still? I'm with you. The Broncos, Sean Payton is a Bill Parcells guy. We said this yesterday, or maybe last week. Tell me if you heard this fresh take. The Bill Parcells way has always been when you come in, you strip the, the you strip the freaking down thing down to the studs, the bare bones. Well, it's got great bones though. This house is great bones, right? You've heard that one down to the studs. Yeah, just like well, you know, it's got it needs it needs some work, but you know, it's the the bones are good. Heard that one, Mister? How are you gonna trade up to one? What's the question? You give the twelfth overall pick. Next year's first, Patrick Sertan and their choice of either Jerry Judy, the cheap receiver on a contract year, Nobody wants or Cortland Sutton coming off 10 touchdowns. Now, that's an interesting guy. So, again, you're thinking it's bare minimum. It's going to take and three this is for quality. Williams. This is for, to get to number one. To get Caleb? To get Caleb Williams. Okay. And you're thinking, God, to do that again, we're mortgaging the future, all that kind of stuff. Without a quarterback, you ain't got no future Jack, mm. that's what the Joker says. And then he kills the dude. Remember that? That's Jack Nicholson. List Nicholson. What is it? Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I always do that. Not a golfer. Uh, but mm. um, what about like the, a, the, the bare minimum? What of about the keeping price? Sertan? Could they're, you could you add a second next year? And a they're asking for five first round picks. Oh, you get a call. Well, we you know would you consider three? You know what's your offer? Before we ask, there's two types of businessmen. Okay, when I go deal with uh, Fruitman, he never gives the offer first. What do you want for this stuff? Never. He'll even say, "Well, in 30 years of doing this, I've never given the offer first. You go to all C's, stack of cards. James pulls out the stack. What he wants, I'll give you 340 for this. Boom, boom, boom. Here's the meat. Here's the potatoes. You keep this stuff. There's two ways of business." Probably a third way of business, but it's you either give the offer or you field the offer. So if you're asking, uh, well, you take three first round picks and it depends who the team is, what it is, well, and, and what else? Or what are you asking? What are we asking? Five first round picks. In in any way, and shape. And you've offered two, right? In a particular way, shape, or form. Patrick Sertan is worth probably one and a half first round picks. Patrick Sertan's worth a first round pick, a high one, 
and a third round pick. And maybe the just maybe the Bears value him higher than that. That's the hope. The hope is that the Bears think Patrick Sertan is one of the three or four best defensive players in the whole league. Or they might think is one of like the sixth best corner. And we don't value corners like this. We like this guy who's making three million. We drafted another guy last year. It's everything's gotta fall into place. Two first round picks, twelve next year's. And then if you're the Bears, you're like, well, the Broncos, if they draft a quarterback, which at number one overall, and they trade us all their talented guys, we're gonna that, that pick's gonna be maybe the number one, two, three, four pick next year. So theoretically, I'm getting 12 this year. Okay. And if they might tell the Broncos, we don't want 12, get me seven or better. Because there's seven guys on our board that we really would take and consider that they're equal to, you know, they're not gonna tell them that. We got seven guys who we consider drafting at one. Something crazy like that because of their needs. And they're keeping Justin Fields. So then your needs change. So if you're drafting at, uh, that means the Broncos have to go first and do one of those Niner deals with whoever's at 7, 8, 6, 10, trade another piece, you know, you're this first and a third this year and a third next year to move three or four spots up. They might have to do that just to start, to open, you know, the negotiations because they want two top 10 picks, uh, two more first-round picks, and that's what theoretically the Broncos can give them, but they have to love Patrick Sertan. They'd have to really want Cortland Sutton, who's maybe uh, got two years left of pretty good money, coming off 10 touchdowns. They want him to do the same thing next year. They might like Jerry Judy. It's going to take more than that. That's that's just Okay, it. so let's say they take it. We'll take it. Thanks, Danny. Hey, you got the number one pick. We just took your best defensive player okay. and your best offensive player? Okay. Well, um, and you're stuck with Russ. Okay. Or his contract. So you got to get rid of him, but you don't He's got no money. Cut. He's being cut. But you don't get no money out of that deal. Yeah. And you got a coach that's super overpaid that you gave up a draft pick for. Mm-hmm. And you. But we have a lot of picks back now. But the cool that thing was last is, year. you got guys like Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton that can make a bunch of tackles. Uh-huh. Well, again, you fool! With. Hey, listen. I'm e- with Marilat. Even with these guys, even with these guys that you called our most talented guys. Well, are they? <laughs> Even with them, you ain't going nowhere. So you got Caleb. So let's keep it real. Then you got Portland no talent. Sutton. Then you got like two years to bring some guys in. Watch this. Uh, Patrick Sertan's been, he's wicked, right? Well, you just said he's worth a, he's, you what? just said he's worth a first well, he's and going, a third. He's going into his fourth year, right? Yeah. So he, now you can't tell me he's no good though. I, I think he's great. I think he's one of the best. But now he's looking for $120 million. Okay. He needs to get paid. He wants $120 million. And then do you know what? He's one injury away. Say he's like a six-year. The premium corners are like premium closers. Eric Gagne, Brian Wilson. These guys are the best closer in baseball for two years, three years, a year and a half. There's only a couple Trevor Hoffmans. There's only a couple guys like that. Dennis frickin' Eckersley. Listen, and he was a starter for half his career. So, listen, Cortland Finnegan, um, with the guy with the, uh, um, he was the eagle in the Raider. Namdi Asimwa. Asimwa. Not going to work here anymore. No, Asimwa, hey, for three or four years? Dog, they're sick. Namdi, please. Doggy, please. These are some ballers. But is... You know, do we see Patrick Sertan doing this for another 10 years? Are we going to invest in him? Like he's going to do this at the highest dollars for another three or four or five years? 
of course you want to believe that, and most teams will believe he's going to be a star. But again, if and when, if you're tearing it down, and we'll go to break, if and when you're tearing it down, the Cortland Suttons by the, and the Jerry Judys and uh, even the Patrick Sertans, by the time you're ever good again in two or three years, those guys won't be a part of the next phase and of you being good. They're building around trying to have a young guy come up and take it away from you. You're here just to get through the week and, you know, to someone's got to have targets. And, you know, you're not you're here, but you're not part of the big plan and the future because it's all about Caleb Williams. They're going to get killed next year and the year after that. And maybe in the third year, they can start to maybe think about winning some games and competing and hoping Mahomes is on the downside and all that kind of stuff. That's Sports Talk Radio. That just so does that answer Dr. Kenny Burson's question from Twitter, which was which he said who who are we should be drafting in uh, this class? Yeah, I mean like no JJ McCarthy, no panics, none of that. We're going the, right. The, just the, all the, your chips in for the number one guy. The Bears could already there's no the Bears already know if there's something the Broncos that could offer them, and they already know it. There's not like oh well, call me back. What else do you have to offer? The, the Bears know exactly what it would take from the Broncos. They know already. This is not like, let's will and deal. These leagues know each other. They know each other where they stand. They know each other's assets. They know each other's young players. They know the guys who are for contract. Every player knows every, every GM knows every player and all their business for every player in the league. That's the job, bro. Okay, so it's like the Bears would have to really want and fall in love with the, what the Broncos have and are willing to offer, which that's a bit of a stretch. Who else has more to offer? And someone just got fired. We'll talk about it on the other side of Smiley Sports. doesn't get enough love. Flea? Flea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Kiedis gets his love, but Flea. Plus, he was in uh, Big Lebowski. They cut off his Johnson. Yeah, he was in a bunch of good movies. He was in uh, The Chase, too, with Charlie Sheen and um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer chick, the original. Dude, he's... he's Great film. He's an, he's an American legend. And then those boys, too, you know, they uh, they don't quite... Have, they're one of those compless bands. They're like a Beastie Boys or a Sublime... 100%. I think Sublime is their comp, I guess. Or, or we create like their own category of that kind of. Imagine dragons. <laughs> I don't know about these dragons. Do, pe- do pe- people uh, like the peppers? Right? There was never like any sort of no, nickelback no love for that. No weird stuff. Yeah, they're just good, great. Americans. And then they drop that under the bridge and they hit you with some slow stuff. And it they was... got all the they every way, shape, and form. No one sounds like the Chili Peppers. There you go. No one ever really has. Good. What's their genre? Probably rock. It's like a West Coast IPA. Alternative rock makes it like what's their beer the counting crows? What's their beer flavor? Maybe like rock. West Coast IPA, a hazy IPA, or are they a shoot? Is it like a Doppelhausen? It's aged in goat's milk. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, alcoholic drinks do you drink, Gordon? Do you drink uh... beers, wines, anything like that? So you're an alky. What's your favorite cheese? Favorite, what kind of charcuterie board are you into? Like, what's on your charcuterie board? Uh, Gouda. Damn, that was a good answer. Gouda answer. 
Uh, My charcuterie board is French fries. Just different kinds of French fries. Like curly tots. Yeah, waffle. Wavy waffle. Yeah. Um, sweet potato. Sweet potato. Right? Yeah. Can we put some onion rings on that board or no? I think that would if you cool. didn't have them on there, I don't know how you could call it a French fry charcuterie board. Okay, well, let's talk about dips. Uh, what kind of dips would we like? I, call me crazy. Honey mustard? I like to dip in blue cheese. <laughs> I'm a blue cheese dipper. For French fries? <laughs> whatever. I'm dipping whatever in it. Name something. Name a food. How item. about the one thing we don't have on there is ketchup? Name any food item right now. Shrimp. I dip it. No, that's too gross. Shrimp and blue that cheese? That was the one. That's, that's off. Dang. I'll do um, cocktail sauce. Spicy. Oh. For what? My for shrimp. shrimp. Of course. Well, My you're not, scream. Yeah, you're, what are you, you're not going out on any limbs I'm there. I'm just telling you what I like to dip in. <laughs> All right. Um, dip, baby, dip. There's been a firing. Gil Whiteley? After a really great run at a place that has no real, real history of championship and high, you know, level competing for Super Bowls, the Tennessee Titans have announced the firing of Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel? Yeah! So, uh, Alex came in here, and of course, as He's any like great executive ahead. producer, he goes, hey, Vrabel was fired. I was like, what? Whoa. And he goes, yeah, probably going to New England. I was like, that's the same impression you for JJ. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Well, Alex is like one of my little brothers, and you know, it's frat brothers. Yeah, my frat brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Vrabel to New England makes a ton of sense to me. Um, maybe Vrabel was like, okay, you know, they, maybe they wanted to lame duck him. Let's do a little mini extension here, and he's like, you were nothing before me. Look what I made out of Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Who, was, we, who we didn't draft at number 10 overall. But the Dolphins did. Like the Dolphins. Dolphin. He flamed out there, and I resurrected a, a, you know, a nobody. He wasn't even a has-been. He was a never was. Okay? So the work that he did on uh, Derrick Henry, who was just a big dude, and he found a way to turn Derrick Henry into one of the baddest dudes in the league. Um, their defenses were pretty good. They always finished down the stretch of seasons. Um, they were everything, you know, they were a... The, a dynasty that didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, they had a great four or five year run of competing at a high level. One of the best teams in the AFC. Wicked good at home. Didn't want to face them. Their coach was a stud. You know, you know got a little uh, Tomlin in him. And that's it. I, you Be careful what you wish for. You know, because you just, you just might, might get, get it. it. Yes. Ugh. You know? No thanks. I'm out. I don't want it. Yeah, so shoot. Who'd you rather have, Rabel or Sean Payton? On three, Gordon. Ooh. One, two, three. Payton. Uh, I didn't answer. See, no answer. We got a Rabel and a Payton. I know we're beating Sean Payton up, but Sean Payton does have a Super Bowl ring. Well, Sean Payton just he just got seventeen. But games do you know what? Rabel in the NFL does to prove us what he's got. Rabel does something out of make something out of nothing. But so did Sean this year. Sean made something out of nothing too. You know, he made something out of nothing with. Jameis and Taysom, when he had something, he made something out of something. He won a Super Bowl. But, you you know, to make something out of nothing is pretty special. But Vrabel's unique. I'd be interested in him if I'm a lot of teams. But why? Okay, so you know what they can, you know, uh, the Chargers could use a Vrabel. The Chargers could use a Vrabel. I mean, toughness. This is how we win. 
this is what it looks like. No more of this bull crap stuff you guys are doing. I'm changing the culture, complexion, mentality of this entire franchise. That's so, the guy who could do it. So if you're the Chargers, do you go for Rabel or do you make a strong case for Harbaugh? Oh. You go for Harbaugh. I go for Harbaugh because he's the hottest commodity. You'd have to make a historic deal because they don't pay anybody and it's like the Chargers. There would be some... I'll tell you what. Harbaugh goes in to the Chargers on a five-year deal and in three years, next year, uh, they win nine games. The following year, they win 12 games. The following year, they win a Super Bowl. We talk about Harbaugh as one of the greatest coaches in the history of the National Football League. Jordan. He doesn't know that one. Nah, he doesn't know that one. How Jordan, do you you got to know, know we're doing bits He doesn't here. know what that one is. Yeah. So, and I mean, of a football coach of all time. Like, Pete Carroll isn't like the greatest college football coach of all time. He's not the greatest NFL coach of all time. But if you put all football together, um, Pete Carroll's one of the 10 greatest coaches in football history because he's just an absolute winner. Whether you're recruiting them or whether you're, you know, trying to lead grown ass men to do special things, Pete Carroll's done all that. And Pete Carroll's very special because of it. Not a lot of guys have won, um, you know, a Super Bowl and a NCAA, you know, championship. Let's play the game one more time. I only can think of like two or three guys. Who would you rather? Okay, it's a big one. Sean Payton. Okay, we got thirty seconds. Play some music. We got to get out here by fifty-seven. Or we're gonna get yelled at. Or Jim Harbaugh. Next Sean year. Payton or Harbaugh? Next season. Oh my god, it's easy. Harbaugh. It's life's about timing, and would, he was one. We we're one year too early on him. Would you fire? And he knew what he had in Michigan, and he had a job to finish. Okay, would you rather have Harbaugh paired up with Russell Wilson or Harbaugh Sean Payton? Harbaugh would make something out of Russ or Sean Payton. Oh my with, god, with Caleb Williams and nobody Sean else. Sean wants it his way. Harbaugh would have found a way to make it work with Russ. Go Good job, it. Gordon, for uh, my guy, Gordon, for Alex Beckard, executive produce the product. Uh, Jeff Gersh, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. I'll never forget today, Gordon. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, now, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Doc. New watch alert. Few blows, or the big face rolly, I got two of those. Arm out the window through the city, I'm a new slow. Cock back, snap back, see my.